Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Lucky Abdal, we host weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. And we talk Bears football with you Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Bear Down Podcast. And Abdal, a special Monday edition of the Bear Down Podcast as the Bears lose to the Cowboys 49-29. to We have a lot to get to. Uh, to break down the game that we saw on Sunday and also to look ahead at uh, the following week, week nine in the NFL and the Bears hosting the Dolphins. But we have breaking news as far as Bears football concerns ourselves with the Bears making a huge trade this afternoon. The Bears are trading Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and a fifth round pick in the 2023 draft. The news just came down uh, the news wires a few minutes ago before we started recording the podcast. Roquan Smith traded from the Bears. Man, I really enjoyed watching Roquan Smith in a Bears uniform, but now he'll be a part of the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you and I have talked about it. We talked about it recently, just a few days ago. On the last episode, when we were talking about the Robert Quinn trade, about how hopefully this frees up more money for a Roquan Smith, and that hopefully they get a deal done. And, you know, I talked about and you talked about how we both wanted him on this team and how he's a leader both on and off the field for this defense and that they didn't get a deal done. He's his own agent. They couldn't come to a negotiation. He wanted... All this stuff removed from the contract. He wouldn't say, well, these escalators or de-escalators or whatever. And I, I said that my number would be around like 100 to $110 million, right around that $20 million for five years, $22 million for five years, something like that, right? And unfortunately, there, we don't have any information about behind the scenes or whatever. He was very broken up about Robert Quinn being traded. He broke down when, during his press conference when they, they broke the news to him. Uh, he had to get up and leave during the middle of it. And so I'm wondering if there was something of him saying, hey, I'm just not, you're, we're not going to get a deal done here. Or Ryan, what's the more likely option is that Ryan Poles saw an opportunity from the Ravens. The Ravens called up and said, hey, we're going to give you a second and a fifth for a guy who has an expiring contract at the end of this year. You could franchise him, but that's probably just piss him off more. And it looked like going into this season that he probably wasn't going to get a deal done. So I'm interested to see. One, we know the compensation. So I'm interested to see if Roquan Smith gets a deal done with the Ravens and what kind of a deal it is if he's going to sign there or if he's going to hit the free agent market at the end of the year and this was all for a rental because I doubt you give up a second and a fifth just to rent a player for a year. Yeah, I I don't think so. I I think this situation also, the trade happens the day after one of uh, Roquan Smith's worst performances uh, this season, that is, in a Bears uniform. He had five tackles against the Cowboys. The Bears defense got pushed around all day long. They could not stop Dallas whatsoever. Scoring 49 points, the Cowboys offense did, against the Bears on Sunday. Roquan was special, though, on Monday night. Last Monday night against the Patriots, he was the best defensive player on the field for the Chicago Bears, and we've seen that multiple times this season. So Roquan Smith being traded to the Baltimore Ravens. And and this is also where we see in this first year with Ryan Poles what he's trying to put together. And and, and this is where it gets a bit confusing uh, because, yeah, you're collecting draft picks and you're, you're with uh, double the amount of cap space of the next best team at, at second place, the Falcons heading into next season. The Falcons are at like $63 million of cap space in the offseason. The Bears are at like 125. So Bears have double upped the, the second most amount of cap space. 
heading into the season. You have the cap space. You have the draft capital. Right now with the Roquan Smith and the Robert Quinn uh, trades, you have nine draft picks heading into the draft next season. Here's my only thought. We are starting to see Justin Fields develop, right? Mm -hmm. The window to win in the NFL is with a quarterback on their rookie contract. Fields has already burned one of those years last year with the old regime. Fields is, is burning what clearly is a throwaway season this season. And I know that the coaching staff and, and polls would probably tell you that they're, they're building a culture and they're, they're getting the foundation set. Uh, but when the defense is as bad as it was on Sunday and you continue to rip apart pieces that you could use in the future, Smith is a player you could use in the future. I get it. We could get back into the conversation about the, the contract and you have the money. Um, I find it hard to believe that this team is going to have any success towards the end of this season as we head towards the halfway point defensively. And and therefore, you're not going to win a lot of games, which which I get it is not the objective here. But then it also tells me that when you get into this offseason, the gas pedal has to be down to the floor and you have to hit in this offseason in free agency and if you have nine draft picks in the draft next year, you have to get four to five starters out of that collection of, of players because you need to start competing next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm being unrealistic in suggesting that your window to compete will be next season, will be 2024 and 2025. And then you get into the conversation of extending Justin Fields. And once you extend Justin Fields, he needs to be a top 10 quarterback slash the offense has to be uh, so good that it's worth paying a quarterback that amount of money. So then there's there's enough to go around for the rest of the roster. It's like I get I get the point in, in the, the rebuild and the teardown. But you're also against a clock with a young quarterback who seems to be developing now, and therefore your clock is going to be kind of changed as you head into next offseason as Ryan Poles heads into the deadline uh, tomorrow in the NFL by trading Roquan Smith today. And I think that as far as Justin Fields goes and, and adding all this stuff, so right now they have a first, they've got two seconds, a third, two fourths, two fifths, and a seventh, right? Everybody except for that seventh, should be projected to be on the roster and like a per, like the seventh is you know hit or miss right but if you have those kind of picks in the first five rounds those should be impact players especially those first uh four picks in the first second two seconds and a third right and also i think we started to see whether it was yesterday against the cowboys on monday night when they beat the patriots that justin fields you're starting to see less flashy plays and more consistent play right and I think you're also seeing that on a couple of the throws where there were drops, maybe it was underthrown, that one to Equiminia St. Brown to start the game. Yes, was it underthrown? Yes, it was. I'm not saying that the ball wasn't underthrown, but I'm also saying that a top wide receiver makes an adjustment and turns around and gets that ball, right? So to me, I think you're seeing that you can add quickly and be a productive team because of the way your offense has played the last three games. You've put up 30 points twice now, so in a row. So now, if you had, we're starting to see the conversation shift of, well, 
I don't know, Fields might not be the guy. Like, he's still seeing the field improperly, and he's not going through his reads, and he's. It, it seems like the game is still moving too fast for him. To now you're starting to see, like, oh, well, I mean, he's constantly pressured up the middle, so you need new offensive linemen, and his wide receivers are dropping the ball all over the place and not making adjustments, That, but the ball is getting there. Like, he's making the plays, and he's also starting to make plays by himself on the ground. So I think you're starting to see that, hey, if we start to add to this a, a couple wide receivers in the draft, spend some money uh, developing your offensive line and your defensive line, and now you're going to have to get another uh, linebacker in there as well now that Roquan's gone. So to me, there is the, the, the tools are there for the, to construct a quick turnaround. You just have to hit on all, like, the pressure is on Ryan Poles to hit on all these guys. Now you got to hit. Right now. This offseason. You could argue that this upcoming offseason, the 2023 offseason, is the most important offseason in Bears history. Oh, yeah. You, you can make the argument because you really have it all. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to jumpstart a franchise, you, you have the threesome, the perfect threesome, right? You have draft capital. You have cap space more than anyone else by double the amount of the second place team, and number three, you have a quarterback. I, let, mm-hmm. Let's let's get to the conversation here, and, and we can recap Cowboys Bears. And you mentioned it. You have back to back weeks. You're scoring thirty points on offense, and I get it, twenty nine. But you, you you didn't kick the extra point on two of those attempts. Therefore, you would have had thirty one points if you just kicked the extra point. Justin Fields on Sunday, 17 for 23, 151 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns, quarterback rating of a 120. He ran the football eight times for 60 yards and a touchdown. The, the key here is you and I pointed to this idea uh, a few weeks back that we need to see some growth here in the second month of the season. And that's exactly what we've seen here in the month of October. We go back to that pathetic game against the Texans. The Bears win, but Justin Fields is bad. He only threw for 106 yards, and people were questioning whether or not the kid was going to develop at all. We get the Giants game. He was not the reason they lose that game. We get to the Minnesota game. He shined. You could argue he was the best player on the field, and the Bulls, the, the Bears lose that game 29-22. Washington, they were in the contest. He, he played okay. He wasn't great, but they were moving the football up and down the field. And then you get to the Patriots game, and he was fantastic. Now, you hit that level where you have some, some success, and you say, well, are we going to get the Justin Fields we saw in Week 3 against the Texans? Or are we going to get a quarterback that builds upon what we saw in the success from last week? And what we saw against the Cowboys was a quarterback building upon the success he saw from last week, which that to me is the most important thing. And if he could string together, you know, heading into the month of November, Dolphins, Lions, Falcons, Jets, if he could string together, you know, say three of those four games, he looks like he's getting better each and every week. Like the Bears really have found the quarterback for their future because, you know, the things I saw yesterday that were very impressive was, when he was getting out on the side, he did throw away the football once when he was getting towards the sideline being chased and, and the he clearly couldn't run any farther, so he just dumped it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And two, he you, you're starting to see him process, process in the pocket even while the, the pocket is collapsing around him, going through his reads and finding the open wide receiver. I, it's all stuff that we were saying we needed to see. He just gets no help out there. 
And like that's the that's the conclusion I've had about this Bears offense for the last month is that your quarterback knows what he's doing, yet drop balls, uh, wrong routes being ran, mm-hmm. and just talent being lower than what we're seeing other teams deal with. And and that's very, very positive for the Bears in the future. So if you're a Bears fan, you have the threesome. You have cap space, you have draft capital, and you have a young quarterback who is starting to come into his own. It, it, you couldn't ask for more as a Bears fan. Promo code ESPN. Uh, I think also what I liked yesterday is, too, you're, like, you're seeing it right. Like Normally, when he was flushed out of the pocket, right? He's keying in on one wide receiver and waiting for that one guy to get open, whereas now he's like, hey, this guy's open over here. I need to move this over here. Like He's more, he's more playing like I hate when people say he's playing point guard back there as a quarterback, but that's like it does look, look like he's putting guys into place. Also, what I like from yesterday is that against the Patriots, he had 14 rushing attempts for 82 yards with an average of six yards per rush, one touchdown, right? Yesterday, I thought that they ran him more effectively. They only had eight rushes, which I don't think you should be running in 15 times a game. No. Like, that's too much. Because you also have to factor in that he's going to be running himself when plays break down. So you factor in, like, let's say he does that two to three times a game. Maybe factor in five designed runs. So your total is around eight. I think that's a good number for them to shoot for every single time. And if he's rushing for 60 yards a game, I mean, look at the last few games. Look at his look at his rushing so far this season. Go from the Houston game, where he had 47, then 52, 47, 88, 82, and then 60. Like, I know it was less yards yesterday, but he was keeping them in the game. That was the defense yesterday. I know he didn't touch Micah Parsons when he was down and all that kind of stuff, whatever. But he was keeping them in that game. That game looked dead by halfway through the first quarter. Just dead. But he brought them back into that game. And yes, okay, I don't think that the Cowboys are playing soft coverage in the middle of the first quarter. I think they realize that this is the NFL and teams can come back. It's good to see this kind of progress from the quarterback. And now, like we said, it's it's on Ryan Poles now to go out and get good players. We've gone through the free agent list. We're going to start going through that even more as the season progresses and we get to the offseason of the wide receivers that are not available because of they're all tied up, essentially. And so you have extra draft picks now that in case a wide receiver does become disgruntled and want out, you could trade... I mean, you're not going to trade your first-round pick unless you move back in the draft and do a draft day trade where you're trading back to acquire more first-round picks. Then you trade one of those first-round picks. You, you know what I'm saying. That's way far in the future. But as of right now, looking at the schedule, you know, you've got a team that can put together a decent November, and that's a time when teams are made into this contender or pretender, right? Like the Jets, we all like are like, oh my God, the Jets, they're playing so well. They lose to the Patriots. If they end up losing to the Bears in three weeks, four weeks, they're probably pretenders, right? Like I don't think anybody thinks the Jets are going to be this great team. But you've got chances against the Dolphins who are, have a really good offense, so your defense is going to be tested, but their defense isn't great. You've got a team in the Lions who can't stop anybody, so you should be able to score against them. The Falcons have a horrible defense, too. You should be able to, to, to score against them. The only team where you're playing like a really good defense, the Jets have a very good defense. The Jets' defense has been playing really well. Their quarterback, Zach Wilson, might not be the guy, but their defense has kept them in games. Same with the Packers. And obviously, the Eagles and the Bills have two of the best defenses in the NFL. So you've got f- three to four weeks now 
where you can start to keep building on this, keep building, keep the, the bare minimum should be between 24 and 27 points a game. That's the bare minimum that this team should be scoring the next three weeks. Well, and the only way they're going to win these games is by scoring. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and outscoring because, uh, you know, you look at the defense now. Trade away Roquan Smith. Who do you, who do you have playing middle linebacker? Mm. Jack Sam- Sanborn? Sanborn, yeah. Well, Sanborn. Well, that, that's not going to get it done. Yeah. I mean, this defense isn't going to stop anyone. And, and that's where, like, I'm watching the game yesterday, and the Bears hired a defensive-minded head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, Eberflus. Oberweiss. Uh, who's this Eberflus? Uh, so explain this to me. You're the only team that went out and hired a new coach from outside the organization that went with a defensive guy. And the defensive guy, his defense, I get you've traded away two of their players. The defense is atrocious on the run and you're not really doing anything like this. This is where the heavy lifting for the coaching staff has to be focused on. I get that everything is about the development of the quarterback and they have taken strides to this point, but defensively you can't let your young quarterback have success, but then sit on the bench watching your defense just give up touchdown after touchdown mm-hmm. after touchdown. Like, do you see the look on Fields' face at the end of the game where he's just like, oh, they just ran it in again? Yeah. No. Like, there's no – I mean, like, is this a uh, Tressman situation where the Bears are going to have a really good offense now and then their defense is going to be one of the worst in the league? Because that's the way it looked yesterday, well, and it's looked like that a couple of times this season. Yeah, it, it has against very good – offensive teams right like the the cowboys are very good and i think the only other time it's really looked that bad i would say in all facets is the packers like the packers it all like the texans okay you win 23 to 20 the giants i mean they couldn't stop saquon barkley to save their lives they've been a very good up until yesterday's game going into yesterday's game they've been a very good team against the pass their secondary has been playing really well. And we know, we've talked about it multiple times, they don't generate a lot of pressure. And now they're not going to generate any pressure. So you've got a secondary that's playing really well. And so I think you've got pieces on the secondary that are going to be here that are still going to be playing well. Like Eddie Jackson, yeah, did he miss a couple tackles? People were tweeting me about it. Oh, look at, look at Eddie Jackson. And then he had an interception, and then I stopped getting tweets all of a sudden about Eddie Jackson. It was weird. Um, and then so you've got Jalen Johnson's playing well. Kyler Gordon, or, uh, Kyler Gordon was just destroyed yesterday. Like, he had a really bad game. Brisker also didn't have a good game. Like, nobody had a good game yesterday. Eddie Jackson had the interception, but besides that, Nobody had a good game yesterday. So you have to find a way to still generate pressure, whether that's blitzing more or bringing more guys or, or disguising coverages or whatever you're doing. They're failing to generate pressure. And I feel like you've got a few games now where, like, Tua is going to pick you apart. Like, with Waddle, with, uh, with, with, uh, Tyreek and with uh, Waddle, oh, he's, yeah. he's going to pick you apart. They're just going to run all day on them. But you have to find ways to generate pressure and get to Tua because he can be rattled. We've seen that. Like, we saw it in Alabama. Like, he is, he is a guy that, that will absorb hits. Like, he doesn't try to avoid getting hit. And then also with the Lions. Like, you, can, you have to get 
you have to get to Jared Goff. Like, you can't let Jared Goff beat you. That's not going to... And you're going to be in a shootout with the Falcons. Like, I'm fine this year. And it's weird to say with the defensive-minded head coach, I'm fine with them being in shootouts than I am with them being in close 12 to 14 point games. Like I'd rather see what I saw yesterday. I would have liked the defense to play better. I'd rather see what I saw yesterday than see 17 to 10, you know, because at least I know that with this young defense, they're going to add to it. They got a ton of money and cap space to add and, uh, and draft picks to add to it. But I know that fields is playing well and I know that he's progressing. And, like, how many games they win, I guess, now that they're trading all their best players, it doesn't really matter. But I'd rather be in shootouts and just come in every week questioning the defense and be like, that's fine, I don't care, fix it. Fix it next year. As long as Fields is playing better, I don't care if your defense plays well till next year. That's, that's where I am right now. Yeah, that's a way to look at it. I would imagine your opinion, uh, it's, that's a very popular way to look at it in this city. Uh, there's something about watching Bears football and watching a defense get pushed around like that that doesn't sit right with me. Um, so even if the wins don't matter, like the defense shouldn't look the way it looked against the Cowboys. No, it shouldn't have, but you shouldn't give up. I'm not saying give up 50 every single week, but I'm also not saying that I, give up I'd 42, be... okay, right? Like whatever. Because the, the one offensive turnover led to a touchdown. So 42 points, it's still too many. And I think... What was on the table was that yesterday, if the defense would have shown up at all, you could have won at that game. all. You could have won that game. You were in that game. The problem is, you get a turnover. The mistakes lead to touchdown, easy, and then other like it's just a bit of an avalanche. But I don't know. I I was I was thrilled that the quarterback looked good in back to back weeks. It's bothersome, though, with a defensive-minded coach that the defense is this bad. Mm -hmm. And you can point to the talent all you want. Uh, People find a way in the NFL. Teams with unknown people find a way. I mean, look at what Seattle is doing. Can you list off four solid defensive starters for the Seattle Seahawks? Mm -mm. No, but they're playing well enough to allow a stellar offense excel to this point. You know, so like I, I get that it's easy to just throw it away and be like, well, it doesn't really matter. It kind of matters. Um, but, you know, they trade Roquan Smith today. Who knows? Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, other Bears defensive players may may have been traded. Listen, Eddie Jackson's you know, maybe playing really well. I Eddie would... Jackson's trade. Yeah. I mean, if if you're looking at it from that standpoint, that 25-year-old Roquan Smith is tradable, then why not trade Jalen Johnson at this point? Well... What do you mean, well? But the, the difference is that I, I'm starting to believe that the reason this is is because Roquan just wasn't going to sign here. So what's the point? Like, there's a certain point where you're not going to give him what he wants. And if he wanted $150 million, that's too much money. Okay, but you assume that other players on the roster are not going to make the same demands. Well, Jalen Johnson's not going to want $150 million. He's 23, though. Okay. When's his contract up? Like three more years, right? This is his, what, second year? Is this his third year? 
It's a podcast. We can Google things. I'm looking it up for you. I know you. Since are. you're asking, op- you're asking questions that you don't have the answer to. That's what's what the po- that's actually what questions are, Chris. I don't know if you know the the dictionary defines a question no, as something were, that you, you were don't, looking for a something response, you don't know. Like I was your like I was Stat Boy, and that's why uh, you asked those he, questions. He, his contract goes until 2023. Okay, so he's got a year left. And if exactly. He's not, and if you don't, if he's, he's going to want to get paid next year. Okay, then if he wants too much money, you trade his ass. I don't care. <laughs> So, so that's just your that's your stance on every player going forward. If no, if someone you're is only, not, you're going to be a team on rookie based deals. No, that's going to be the Abdallah philosophy. You got to understand forward. that this dude that Roquan didn't want to be here. Okay. No, I mean that's what you're assuming. No, I'm saying that Roquan didn't want to sign the contract. The very from what was reported, a very fair and standard deal. But he doesn't have an agent, so he starts digging through the contracts and sees all these de-escalators that most contracts have. No, people says, people said that that's not normal. Yurko said that on the air. Having that a those, de-escalator? Yeah, that he that didn't that know what they were. Norm. He didn't right. know what they were for. But Yurko said that that's not normal. They were trying to get one by him. It's also reported that he wanted like $150 million. Okay. You think he's right. worth $150 million? No, but I okay. said last week on the podcast I would give him one fifteen. Okay, so let's say he came and said, no, I'm not. And he went there after after they traded uh, Robert Quinn and said, unless you give me $150 million, I'm not signing I understand here. why they're not paying him. I get that. Okay. My point to you is at some point, you're going to have to pay players so you, so you pay to guys. have a good team. Yeah, you pay them what their value is, not, right. not what so they you're, think they're worth. You're, gonna, you're going to have to pay Jalen Johnson Okay, so year. you pay him a fair deal. Okay. And if he wants $150 million, you tell him to walk. So Abdallah's team is a Bears team that consists only... Of rookie scale. No, see, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. My my team. Well, I just give you an example. You're my, like, just tell them to walk. My team consists of players <laughs> that accept fair deals of what they're worth, not guys that just say numbers and put them into the air and think they're worth 150 million dollars and don't get to the quarterback. Well, if he's the best linebacker in football, I think he is worth that. Oh, so you would have paid him 150 million dollars? You just said you wouldn't. I said 115. Okay. Which is lower. But he said he wanted 150. Okay, but that's why it's a negotiation. You meet somewhere in the middle. He wasn't willing to meet anywhere in the middle. He said that. Okay, well, then, but for that player, that one situation, then yeah, you, okay. you move on. You All get right. draft capital back. Okay. And if, if, if that happens. But this you, is the same approach you're you, going to take for Jalen Johnson. You want every player to be overpaid and the Bears to be no. Ryan Paced again. That's no, no, what no, no, you no. want. You want them to be hamstrung by bad contracts. I'm pointing out that at some point, you're going to have to spend some of your cap space yeah, on the players you that you have. Of course you are. And I'm saying that if they don't take fair deals, then you don't have a choice. You don't build a good team overpaying players. You don't do it. But you have to pay some good players. Okay, you have to pay them. I understand that. But if they're just making up numbers that they think that they're worth, then no thank you. Well... You, you're giving a specific to Roquan Smith. I am. And you're coming up with, what, what would you pay Jalen Johnson? Jalen Johnson? I don't know. What's the top uh, corner on the market's going to ask for? I don't know. All right. Well, then, I'll, then let's say he wants $30 million more than that. You're going to say yes? Contract table. Contract table. Give you a little cornerback, a little over-the-cap website. All right, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? How much are you going to pay Jalen Johnson? What do you want? Total guarantee? What do you want? Just give me the contract. Total value? Sure. You're looking like the best corners are getting around $20 million a year. Okay. He is not that. Let's say he wants $25 million a year. No. Okay then. 
Let's say he wants $15 million a year. So... You're saying that you're just going to overpay dudes, and no, I'm saying no. I didn't, I didn't say don't that. Don't do that. I didn't say that at all. I so was just Jalen po- Johnson comes to the table and he's like, "Your remark was like a, a flippant remark of no. Just tell him, just tell him to no, kick rocks. Just was, tell him to walk." It was a remark about overpaying players. There's nothing flippant about it. You don't over. You don't build good teams overpaying players. That's, that's not how it works. That's mostly true. But mostly true. Some positions you have to. Some positions you, you think, do. You think you're going to get a fair market value for Justin Fields? Not if, if he's not if he's continues to play and is on the path that we believe he's going to be on. You're probably going to have to make him one of the highest paid players in the league. That's, just, that's let, how quarter, let's go with this. But that's different. That's let's the most see. important f- position on the field by far. Okay, when we get to that point in two seasons, will Justin Fields have as much success as Kyler Murray did when he was up for a contract? Didn't Kyler win rookie of the year? Yeah, I mean, but does that really matter? No. I Like, by the time he becomes eligible for a contract, will he be one of the young stars of the league? Is that a better way to put it? Yes, I think he will be. So at that point... I hope he is. At that point, you're going to have to be paying him at least... 35 to 40 million dollars a year that's your quarterback though that's no i know but you could argue that his value really is more like 25 million and under your philosophy you're gonna say see you see you're putting words into my mouth (laughs) no i'm just trying to understand no you're doing the thing where you just keep talking and put words into my mouth i'm saying that the quarterback is more valuable than any position on the field and if that's what he's worth then that's what you pay him yeah, I mean Kyler got uh Kyler is forty six a year. Okay. He had a hundred and three total guarantee. But forty six. So the forty six here here's how it breaks down quarterbacks. Rogers is one at fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh Wilson at forty nine. Murray and Watson at forty six. Mahomes and Allen, uh Mahomes at forty five, Allen forty three, and then Derek Carr at forty. I would imagine like the Carr, Prescott, Stafford range, all three of them are at $40 million a year. That's probably the Justin Fields range, Well, right? who's up before then? Who's going to get, like, what's Lamar? Like, he's well, not. Well, it'll be, it'll be like, Joe what's, Burrow. What's Lamar going to get? It'll be Joe Burrow. It'll be, yeah, Lamar's going to be in the category with Kyler, right? But yeah. the new class would be Herbert and Burrow, which mm-hmm. were a year away from that. Yeah. I would imagine they'll both sign early, though, because that's kind of what happens. But he'll get less than that. Than those would, two, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Look at what Lamar gets, and that might be around what he does. Like Baker, Baker's getting fifteen a year. No, he's more than he'll get more than fifteen. I'm trying to find a young quarterback who is not. I think you're looking at right around between forty and forty-five. Forty and forty-five. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not like a good comp because the guys who are in like the thirties are all guys who are like second, third go arounds with mm-hmm. new teams like Goff, Wentz, Ryan, Tannehill. Yeah, there's no like young stud quarterback who's not Kyler or Mahomes or Allen. But right? if he comes to the table and I goes, I want sixty million, you go, no, no. Like Tua hasn't signed a new deal, right? And Tua's, no. Tua's seven mil. Well, look what yeah, Tua's, how about this? Tua's deal will be up first, so When's, Tua will be a free agent in 2024. And Jalen, 
Yeah. So those look at are those two. two. So look at those two and see what they get. And and I would imagine Jalen Hurts right now could probably command 35, oh, 40. I would say 40. And same with Tua? Depending on how far they go. Like, let's say they get to a Super Bowl. Let's say they win the Super Bowl because of him. Like, he's going to get $45 million. Yeah. So, like, those are the two guys to watch. Okay. But if he comes in and says, I want $70 million, that no one's going to give him that. Same with Jalen Johnson. Listen, if he man. comes in and says he wants $35 million a year, you're going to go, no, thank you. We'll get draft picks instead. It's fine. Be on the side with the man. I'm not on the side, on the with, side the with the players. You are not on the side with the players. Because <laughs> you're going to be a broke boy team that has three players on it. <laughs> broke boy team. You're going to be running out seven on seven because you can't afford a full f- f- football team. Well, at least our seven will be paid. Yeah, okay, great. They'll be fed healthy. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll be eating good. It'll be great. They'll be making business decisions on tackles. Yes. <laughs> nope, not getting hit. Uh, all right, so the Bears uh, lose to the Cowboys 49-29. to uh, Up next in the NFL, Week 9, the Bears face off against the Dolphins at home. We will have another Bear Down podcast on Thursday to preview Bears and Dolphins. The breaking news, Roquan Smith being traded to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see if more deals happen before tomorrow, uh, the 1st, which is November the 1st on Tuesday. Uh, so check back here on the Bear Down Podcast. If not, we'll talk to you on Thursday right here on the Bear Down Podcast.